It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. For the past few years, it seems like people are finding more ways to be divided. More labels, more anger, fear, frustration weaponizing of words instead of celebrating what makes us similar and what makes us unique. Uh, we got to change the focus and change that directive. And so can we get past the headline? Can we move from a culture that divides us to a culture that unites us? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. We're thrilled to have uh, back on the program today, Tim Shriver. Uh, many of you know uh, Tim from his uh, longtime chairmanship of Special Olympics. He's also the co-founder of Unite, which is trying to do just that, get us to move beyond a culture that divides to a culture that unites. Tim, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be back. It is great. You've had a, a busy couple of days here in, in Utah. We'll, we'll keep you here while we can. Uh, you had the conversation down at uh, BYU, Wheatley Institute yesterday, moving from a culture that divides us to a culture that unites us. What have you been seeing? What have you been sensing, uh, not just here in Utah, but as you've traveled around the country? I think the the biggest, the headline, Boyd, is that uh, almost all Americans, and certainly the vast majority that I've spoken with, uh, sense that we're at a moment of crisis. This is no longer going in a good direction. Uh, I think really up until recently, people felt, well, we may be having a tough time, but as long as my side prevails, we'll get through it. <laughs> right. Uh, I think that's shifted. I think mm. there's a moment now where people on both sides of the political divide, cultural divides, religious divides, racial divides, both sides seem to be sensing that we've all got to change. Mm. I don't think people necessarily know what to change and yeah. they don't want to change their principles or their beliefs, but there's an openness to an alternative now, which I think gives each of us a chance to be creative in this moment about doing something differently. Yeah, and doing it different. I think uh, one of the things uh, I know that you've talked about a lot, we talk about the the cancer of contempt and yeah. how it blocks real discussions. And uh, I've long believed that the biggest threat to the republic is if our contempt gets so big that we stop being curious uh, with each other and say, well, I wonder why she thinks that way. Or I wonder why he believes that policy or this way is the best approach. If we lose our curiosity, uh, we've really lost our ability to pursue all the yeah. things that uh, that we value in our freedom. You know, it's, it's interesting you put it that way. We, we have a lesson in some of the social and emotional learning programs, which is part of the work I've done, and which has become a little bit controversial. I hope not in a way that is, is too divisive. But one of the lessons, some of the lessons are around being curious and not being contemptible. Less contempt, more curiosity. It doesn't mean, curiosity doesn't mean you agree. Right. It just means you're probing, you're trying yeah. to understand, you're looking deeper. Uh, one of the exercises we teach young people is how to presume positive intent. Mm. Now, I invite your listeners right now, if they're thinking about this, think of someone who you really disagree with. Most of us will 
presume negative intent on that person. Mm -hmm. We have concluded that they have bad intentions. If we just reverse that and recognize that the vast majority of us are trying, despite our fears, our limitations, our family histories, whatever, we're trying to do the right thing. That doesn't mean I agree with you. It just means I give you the benefit of the doubt that I'll listen to you and be curious about your solution rather than hating you because you're likely to be or I've I've concluded you're a bad you're yeah, a bad actor. Absolutely. Giving people uh, not judging their motives based on whatever their issue is or whatever the, the thing they believe is. Uh, and I think it's also about uh being willing to let people surprise you. Uh, we did an interview. Which is a beautiful thing. <laughs> we, we did an, an interview at the top of the show uh, with uh, Stacey Johnson Batiste, who has written about her experience growing up with Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, and there's so many things in there that would surprise a lot of people who, you know, just disagree completely with her politics and, and policy. But there's so much to be learned. Uh, there you go. It's I mean, you, you know, I was talking to the, the young people who lead the uh, down at Brigham Young, who, who lead the uh, Best Buddies program. Mm. Uh, it's the largest uh, service chapter, I believe I'm right in saying this, on campus at yeah. BYU. Uh, and everything they talk about is how they get surprised yeah. by the gifts of people with intellectual disabilities. Mm. Now, most of us think to ourselves, if I were to have that child, if I were to be that... My life would be ruined. It would be terrible. It would be horrible. It doesn't mean there's not adversity, but there is so much to be surprised by yeah. in one another. And uh, these moments when we, when we think we're encountering someone whose life is so much less than ours, and we find they have a gift so much bigger yeah. than ours, it's so humbling. But at the same time, it's so validating, you know, that that we're in this together, like, wow, I didn't know you had this beauty within you, this gift, this this story to tell. You've been through pain and you've been through struggle. And look at the purpose you found. Look at the openness you've... I mean, this is what uh, I think so many of us who grew up in faith traditions of all sorts. Yeah. I mean, the fundamental lesson has always, at least in my view, been that even in pain and even in struggle, there is something beautiful in each of us. And, yeah. I mean, if we could create that as our culture... I think we'd go a long way to solving problems, and we might go a long way towards realizing that the problems, the way we've defined them, is just way off. Uh, and I love that. The the fact that the way we're defining problems is so skewed and so different, I think, from from the reality. I, I think of someone like a Joe Lieberman uh, who always says, you know, it's the integrity of compromise. And I, I love that framing in terms of, no, it's not about abandoning your principles right. or being a squish or a sellout to something. Uh, but coming to that space where you can actually listen, be curious, be surprised, uh, ultimately gets us to a, a far better place. Yeah, and I think, you know, we see this in some of the polling. Boy, you know, you, you have these big divider issues, right? And you make your own, any, any, any listener can make their own list. Uh, as it turns out, pretty significant majorities agree on the big divider issues. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so wait a second, what's that? Aren't we super divided on immigration? Actually, no. No. I, Our I, politics <laughs> capitalizes on the little yes. elements around which we're divided. That's right. But let's be honest. I mean, I come from a political family, so I'm not trying to put politicians down, but they're doing that. They're yeah. finding the wedge in the division and using it to their advantage so yeah. high. So you, the listener, and I, the listener, will become inflamed, yep. will become angry, will write a check, and we'll vote for them. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't have any problem with writing a check and voting for the person you agree with. But don't mistake that for the fact that we actually are divided. Because yeah. in many of these issues, we are not the, no. the, the secret hiding in plain sight is that most Americans agree on most of the yeah. big issues. Yeah. And you wouldn't know it uh, if you just listened to most media, yeah. unfortunately. I, I, I'm still one of those who passionately believes we could solve 98.5% of immigration in an afternoon on the floor of the House and the Senate because everybody does agree. Well, we could solve it on the floor of most houses <laughs> and most communities. I'm not sure the, the House and the Senate is the place we could solve right. it. That's right. That's right. They you have, have different incentives. <laughs> I'm sorry to say they have different incentives. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and that's what we got to get back to. And that becomes a we the people issue uh, when we allow that to perpetuate and say, no, we, we can do better. Uh, we can do that far differently. Well, we're going to continue on this. We're going to follow our uh, Einstein model about it's not being smarter. It's being willing to stay with the question just a little longer. Tim Shriver's agreed to stay with us for another segment. We'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to look at some of the things that need to be done, how media needs to report uh, the great work that happens from Uniters, how we all can uh, get past the labels uh, and get to things that we recognize that the things that really matter, really matter to all of us. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we are going to stay with the conversation just a little bit longer. Really pleased to have joining us in studio today, Tim Shriver, co-founder of Unite. Many of you recognize him as the longtime chair of Special Olympics. And, uh, Tim, we appreciate you hanging around with us here. And uh, I understand uh, as we look at all of this opportunity to build unity, uh, you may have tapped into one uh, with some of the students down at BYU yesterday. I understand you were introduced to funeral potatoes. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say funeral potatoes and everybody laughs and people I, – I got a really nice uh, two to four helpings for dinner. <laughs> Uh, that almost you, makes you a Utah. I'm, almost. I'm, I know I'm close, but here's you know, like of course I'm I'm uh, I'm like a carpenter. You always bring it back to your own issue. You, if, it's a, if everything's a, a nail, the interesting thing about it, boy, to me was as people were describing this mm. tradition, they were describing the way in which food, the preparation of food, mm-hmm. is ritualized around the process of grief and the process of yeah. solidarity and the process of shouldering and sharing yeah. someone else's pain, and that this. This dish has become a symbol of the community responding to the needs of yeah. another uh, person in a moment of struggle and trial. And, you know, so it's not, a, it's not surprising that if you talk to people of Italian descent, you'll find out about Italian food. Or you yeah. talk to people of African descent, you'll find out about African traditions or Greek traditions or Irish traditions or French, what doesn't matter what. And a lot of times they come back to meals. Yeah. The coming together that meals provide. And the moments in people's journeys in which the meal defines the coming together of their family or their community. We're about to have Thanksgiving. What is, I mean, everything we look at at Thanksgiving has something to do with the coming together. And the pain people feel is the person who's not there. Mm. The someone who was at Thanksgiving last year, who's no longer with us. All of these traditions are part of the process of creating 
common ground unity. And, you know, as a country, I, I just felt to myself when I was eating those funeral potatoes, I was like, <laughs> you know, this is something. This is this could be something that yeah. unites people. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, I never heard of it, but what a beautiful <laughs> – what a beautiful gift to the country. Yeah. To say, you know, someone will say, well, we have to unite around politics. Well, maybe not. Maybe yeah. we have to unite around food. Yeah. Uh, and around <laughs> I how, vote we, for that. How, we, <laughs> how we remember and how we grieve is also yeah. something we can unite around. So anyway, yeah. those, I those just are... thought to myself, this is not just a good thing to eat. This is, this is a good thing to think about, yeah. about how it can be a power. It is. And what happens around that uh, table is so important. I come from a family of 11 kids, uh-huh. and uh, our tradition growing up was – pancakes on saturday nights uh-huh. and of course when you have uh, pancakes in large groups they don't come in stacks uh, the joke at our house was uh, having pancakes with the mathesons was like early stages of labor you'd get them one at a time and about 10 minutes apart you'd have to wait <laughs> and yet it was during that time that my parents my dad in particular uh was not just sharing important things with us he was asking us important things uh, and uh, it became uh, that dialogue and that would be a little better country would be better if we joined around some funeral potatoes or a, a few pancakes on but a around, saturday but you know see what's interesting about what you just said boy saturday night with the mathesons funeral potatoes with family in a, in a moment of grief you don't start those conversations by asking who you voted for right you start those <laughs> yeah. conversations by asking what's important mm-hmm. your dad asked you important questions yeah. whether you were 6 mate or, or 15 years old yeah. or whatever he'd ask you things i'm guessing that were important to him important to your family's traditions the same thing that happens around funeral so if we could have those meals and not pretend like well let's start with what we think about immigration right now <laughs> stop it let's start with how we grieve yeah let's start with the pain yeah every there's so much pain in our country right now yeah it's not limited to one group mm-hmm it's not limited to one age. It's not limited to one demographic. It's, it's, it's just all around us. We're scared. We're lonely, frustrated. We're fearful of the future. Maybe we just need to have a moment where we all just gather around our respective tables and just allow people to tell the story of where they are. Yeah, I love that. And bringing people to the table uh, yeah. and valuing what everyone brings to the table uh, I think is a is a real beginning point there. I know part of your work with Unite is to really make sure we are telling the stories, uh, not just the not the kumbaya stories, not the group hug uh, kind of stories, but the the hard work and heavy lifting that often takes place far away from cameras and microphones and press conferences and press releases, where people really are doing that hard work and heavy lifting of coming together, learning yeah. to value the difference, and then actually get to where they can solve some problems. You know, we're, we're, we're right in the middle, Boyd, of, of, uh, as a country, of trying to figure out how to support refugees from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think of these as human beings who risk their lives for our freedom and are now asking us to share our freedom with them. Yeah. Uh, these are tough stories. These are not kumbaya stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mean to put, put down kumbaya. I love the music and I love the <laughs> idea. But these are stories of struggle, of pain, of fear, of loss, of bravery, of uncertain outcomes, of people mm-hmm. who have uh, faced uh, the ultimate questions and, and, and not come back to tell the story. Yeah. Our veterans are involved in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, veterans, uh, our families, our Gold Star families are involved in this. This is a moment where the lines between our, so to speak, polarities are almost non-existent. We need to tell those stories. Yeah. Right here in Utah, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of Utahns who are 
LDS, of course, but they're Catholic, they're Presbyterian, they're people not of faith, they're working with the IRC, they're working with the churches, uh, and they're ready to put themselves in the center of supporting these uh, humble men and women who have come here uh, escaping and running for their lives. Now, those are really powerful stories. Every one of them could have uh, a funeral potatoes moment. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. Yeah, that's right. Uh, every one of them, every one of those families that comes here, uh, you know, would would be so blessed by a group of Utahns who would bring funeral potatoes. Now, maybe you don't only use them at funerals, but maybe there's a way to say these are welcome potatoes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there's some stories there that would make headlines if we told them right. Yeah. Not just make us feel nice, but actually uh, rivet us uh, much more than what will. We'll find out about who got indicted in Washington today, who didn't get indicted in Washington, who yelled at someone in Washington today, who accused someone, who put a meme of someone, who, I mean, you know, please. It's just it, it, at some level, it's it's just a, a small version of us and not the best. Yeah, and and it all begins with that respect. And, and whether it's a refugee, whether it's someone uh, facing homelessness or poverty or addiction, when we when we actually have respect for the human being. When we when we look at them not as some kind of you know liability to be managed, but as uh, someone with unique gifts and talents that not only can do great things for themselves, but can actually bless our lives. Uh, and you've experienced that with uh, with Special Olympics and in so many other spaces. Uh, that respect. Uh, I, I think of uh, Colin Powell story from his funeral. His his son told the story of uh, his dad coming up to that captain that had a soldier in front of him, just saluting over and over, and said, "You know what are you doing?" and the captain very pompously said, you know, this soldier didn't salute me, so I'm making him salute me 100 times. And Colin Powell just being very thoughtful and saying, well, you can do that as long as you salute back 100 times <laughs> because it's mutual respect is where leadership actually there happens. You go. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Yeah, so many great Americans. Uh, you know, so many people whose lives like General Powell's I mean, he was obviously unique in, in, in so many respects, and everybody is. Um, but it, it, these moments do give us a chance to take stock. I just hope, you know, your listeners are obviously a, a, a gifted group. Oh, boy, they, they, they're interested in you because you tell a version of the day that, that resonates with who they really are. Uh, they, they, you, I'm sure this show every day brings a certain amount of inspiration, certainly information, perspective, uh, community, uh, optimism, reality, you know, all these things mixed together. It's it, you, you, All you listeners out there, you're lucky to have this as uh, Boyd as part of your life. Most people don't. They don't have an outlet like this. They don't have a community. Uh, uh, they don't have a messenger of this type. It's a privilege. I hope people will integrate it and, and, and recognize how important it is that we extend this kind of storytelling uh, to others around the country. Oh, thanks so much, Tim. Tim Shriver joining us here on Inside Sources today. The group is Unite. You can go to unite.us uh, and become part of this. We always talk about see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Do something that makes a difference today. Go to unite.us and uh, become part of the solution as we look at what unites us as a country. Tim Shriver, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for having me, Boyd. And I hope, I, hope we'll, I hope we'll see many of your listeners online. We'll, be a, we'll get them right back. All right. We'll step aside for a quick bottom of the hour news. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. 
But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.